it cost one million, like I said, and it looks like it because they they ran out of money at the end. By the way, Clyde Barker actually did the animation himself the, for the box uh, because they had ran out of money. Which Howard the Duck had a great budget tax, <laughs> and that looked cheaper than Hellraiser. No, the last scene was animated by him and a Greek guy. He doesn't even know the guy's name. I love it on a single weekend, and he said it was really good considering how much they drank. The guy playing Larry so suggested they say Jesus wept. What a difference that makes because yeah. it really makes the movie. There's this weird religiousness to this movie with all the like idolatry of like Jesus dolls and Mary stuff all around. I think the scariest films are horror films that are tied to religious overtones. Exorcist. Uh, Exorcist is I think the scariest movie ever made. If you're willing to ignore when you Your watch it now. sucks jelly beans in hell. Sucks jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, think tip, something quick. Tip of the hat. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few. Then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, I need to refinance my mortgage so I can afford therapy for <laughs> you to get this horrifying movie out of your head, Hellraiser. You look white in the eye, pale in the face. Or you could buy me some chains and just lean into it. Max, Sonic Loans is your one-stop shop for the best mortgage rate, the best refi, and they will keep you away from the centipedes. Centipedes? Centipedes. Centipedes. The loan process can be terrifying. Charlie and his team, a family team, are going to support you through the entire process. They're going to make sure that you get the best percentage. They're going to drop their margin, pass the savings to you, the customer, and all you got to do is call them up. Reach out to Charlie. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Don't mention Hellraiser. That might freak him out a little bit. It is October. All right. And uh, get started on your new mortgage right away. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. I would probably sue my stepmom 
if she filleted my dad and turned him into a Hellraiser. Bolton Legal Group, aggressive, passionate, scared of Pinhead, but willing to ignore it to go into court. If you find the pleasure box and you're opening it up and going into the demon realm, Ian and his team are going to help get you out. They are? Maybe. <laughs> but if they can't do that, they certainly can deal with real estate law, business law, bird law, you name when it. When the house burns down, he'll yes, help you with that. there you go, yeah. with your claim, with yeah. insurance, absolutely. Bolton Legal Group is your one-stop shop for the best legal support. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to win in your case and be on the good side of the law. I don't know what voice that is. It sounded like Judge Dredd. It is. <laughs> I am the I am the law. <laughs> Today's episode, Hellraiser. Clive Barker is the most terrifying human being on earth. It wasn't enough that he wrote the novel The Hellbound Heart. He then needed to write a screenplay based on the novel and direct it. And as a result, we have Hellraiser. This film would make Cronenberg puke, Wes Craven scream, and Max Sanders, well, we'll have to see what it did to him. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll become the explorers of the further regions of experience as we deep dive into Hellraiser. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Frank to my pinhead, Max Sanders. And with that, we have such sights to show you. Come to daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a while to get that intro. I'm really, really excited to be talking about Hellraiser for a lot of reasons. But easy. I see it in your eyes. Just relax. You have plenty of time to talk about how this scarred you. Just take it slow. Take it slow. I want to enjoy the pleasures and the pains. <laughs> you got a box? They're in. They're, what, is the, what does he say? Indivisible. They're indivisible. <laughs> the pleasures and the pains are so what's wonderful. The, what's the pleasure? Uh, for the, me? The, it's, it's weird. Knowing they're not doing Weird it answers. I got some weird answers for you. Max, welcome to week two of October <laughs> Scare the Bejesus Out of Max Month. It's my favorite month of the year. Yeah, um, I'm doing okay. You look rattled. You look like you haven't slept. No, I'm sl- I just got from a nap. Yeah, you probably <laughs> so. It's so perfect it's based on our like based on night. our conversation we just had 20 minutes ago. It's perfect. He says I'm lazy. Lazy is not the right word. How about unmotivated, underachieving, those are better words than <laughs> lazy. I'll take it. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> That's the ticket. Oh, man. Boniker. <laughs> He's losing his mind. <laughs> and I'm reaping all the benefits. Oh, yes, it's late, is I'm going to need you, Tommy Boy. Oh, what a night. How'd <laughs> <laughs> you get Tommy Boy? All right, that. okay. <laughs> Not so much here or here. But right, right here. here. Welcome to the show, Max. Yeah, if you haven't yeah. listened to Buzz in the Tower before, this is pretty much <laughs> is it. what we do. It's about 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> Movie of, quotes. It's 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 almost like a version of Tourette's. We just spit out what's in our mind, and unless it's the pleasures and the pains. <laughs> it's going to get weird today. So if this is your first time to the show, let me remind you. Let me uh, ask you, as someone who's a lover of media, a lover of film, got to take a quick break while Max takes his sweatshirt off. <laughs> it's hot in there. Yeah, you're fine. All the pleasures and pains. Are... You're all worked up. <laughs> okay. I wait for no one. <laughs> What's the what voice is this? I don't know. It's, it's well, not you better, you know, you got a lot of nerve asking about my voices because there's another voice I could use for this movie. What? About the pleasure and the pain and the darkness. <laughs> it's so boring. Yeah. 
<laughs> get something else. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, please make sure you click that little subscribe or follow button if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any platform. And also, please leave a review. We love our reviews. They help get us rankings. They help get us visibility. They help value what Max brings to the show. So please <laughs> hop on top of that. Yeah, do that. At Buzzin the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower is our social media handle. It's you can name. find us on all platforms, especially TikTok, which rocks. And Buzzin the Tower. I do, love I do love TikTok. <laughs> What's your favorite thing you've ever seen on TikTok? I uh, I like that new one, a Negroni with a Nublada and Prosecco. I can't answer that question. There's too many. I like a lot of ours. Some of ours are great, yeah. especially when you spelled Elizabeth's shoe's name the wrong way and it went viral. <laughs> and we had like 2 million people look at it. That was great. <laughs> That's funny. I look at that all the time and think about how much I hate you. <laughs> it's, it's, all right. it's, hey, it's okay. How it's many okay. Elizabeths you know with an S rather than a Z? A little bit. <laughs> I hate you. Big mouth. Big mouth. I'm <laughs> going <laughs> through changes. I can see you relating to that. Show. I love Big Mouth. Do your kids watch it? No. Yeah. Max, why would my kids watch that show? Because Netflix, they could it's sneak it hard on. R. Hard R. I know. I'm saying like middle school kids sneak my it on. My kids aren't middle school. I don't know. They're smart. Jesus. Tap dancing Christ. All right. I guarantee you ask them. America. Like, All right. Look, we get to work. Yes. Anyways. You told me to hold my tongue. I'm I did. Buzzinthetower.com is our website. You can buy really. <laughs> Don't talk about Hellraiser. You, 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 you can buy lots of cool <laughs> swag there. <laughs> Are you done? Are you? <laughs> We're going to fight or make out. I'm going to put a. Find out I'm next. Gonna, I'm going to put a centipede in your pants. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> centipede? It's a centipede. Lots of little <laughs> legs. How More many ways can you get centipede wrong? Hot take. Centipedes are scarier than centipedes. I don't like centipedes. <laughs> Really? No, I'm kidding. Centibytes are horrifying. Yeah. So today's episode, have I covered everything? Oh, patreon.com yep. slash buzz in the tower. If you want to feed the beast, that's where you go. <laughs> and other than that, we are ready to talk Hellraiser. So before we jump into the movie, for those that aren't aware, Max is scared of his own shadow. Fair? Yep. And there are a handful of horror films. Prior to Buzz in the Tower, you had seen no horror films ever, I think, or maybe maybe just Terminator 2. Is that it? So, I mean, like... Which isn't really a horror film, but... So, like, thriller, weird stuff, like The Fly, uh, what's it called? Seven. Okay. Like, I've gotten into... Less than five in your yeah. life. Okay. And not true what we would consider, like, 80s horror or, like... I, yeah, saw, I saw the... Saw, did you ever see any, like, the Saw movies? No, I read all the synopsis for him, though, yeah, which is right. weird. That's... Super weird. Yeah. That's, that's you. That's what, Max. The Cabin in the Woods. I saw that. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's a little like Nightmare on Elm Street, tongue in cheek. Yeah. 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 So we start this podcast and it dawns upon you that when we get to October, you know, you're going to have to I was avoiding this. this stuff like the plague. So you went through all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yep. You've seen a handful of other horror films. The Thing, which you love. Yep. You fell in love with The Thing. Uh, Halloween's I like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Halloween 2 is really fun. Very fun. And, uh. But you, but you avoided one film. Hellraiser. You avoided Hellraiser because I think even just like the preview of it was horrifying to you. Well, and no, because you described it once. It's horrifying. What, what episode was it? Where I you, don't even remember. I told you it was like. The, oh, was it? No, I know what it was. It was a collector episode and you wanted the box. Yes. And then you were What's like. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Truly really bad acting by Brad Pitt, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah I hate yeah. that. I love that scene. You know, there was another ending for it. Why are we talking about seven? I don't know. It's cool. Come on, Max. It's the same body horror focus, stuff. Focus. Okay. Okay. Are you there? Yeah. Hellraiser. Yes. You were, you were telling a story. Finish the story. That we're, you, we're doing an episode. Well, that you creep, you creep me out because you went on like a five minute tangent <laughs> about, about, the, about the how gross and like. And the centibites. Body parts yeah. and like bloody. Oh, and the hooks. Hooks and chains. Hooks. And, like yeah. police academy hooks. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that the soft spoken yeah. African American? How do you not know that? 
Adam. I, There's I, only one hooks. I know. I know it. I said it correctly. Hooks. <laughs> yeah, sure. Different hooks. The hooks in Hellraiser. Yeah. Not so fun. Not no. so sweet. Uh, so yeah, basically we saw on Hulu and we did this with Prey, which I think was really cool. We well, Prey was awesome. So that made it a lot more well, fun. And we, we typically only cover movies from the 80s. But when Maverick came out, we did Maverick. Yep. When Prey came out, we did Prey, the prequel but sequel to Predator. Yep. And now Hulu has got Hellraiser. So step one. It's getting panned, by And the technically, way. <laughs> I should have made you watch Hellraiser 1 and 2, but I didn't. I just it's made two you watch it. It's 2 in the 80s? It is in the 80s. Balls. Yeah. So you can got, I say that? Yeah, you can. Okay. Well, you did. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you that? What's, What's the, the deal? deal? So, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so you watched it. And with the idea that next week's episode, we're going to do a review of the Hulu Hellraiser. Which I imagine is a lot more gory and weird. Maybe. You never know. I think. I mean, it's 40 years of like, this movie only cost a million dollars. I know. Yeah. Are you, you're itching to get into it. No, I'm not. <laughs> you are looking. It cost a million dollars. I got other facts too. That wasn't my intention. It's okay. Are you ready? Good show. Are you ready? Yeah. Before we ask how you reacted to it or anything else, shall I provide a quick synopsis of what this it's a ridiculous Blood curdling film. Is <laughs> Did about. you look at the IMDb one? It's That's pre- where I'm going, it's buddy. Pre- it's pretty funny. 1987 film Hellraiser written and directed by Clive Balka. I don't even know if he's British, but I like saying it like that. Have you seen a picture of him? He looks like terrifying. He looks like he wears Ed Hardy all the time. Sure. Makes sense. <laughs> Starring Andrew Robinson, Claire Higgins, and Ashley Lawrence. Nobody's. Nobody. <laughs> no, but, well, we'll talk about that. Nope. Yes, nobody's, but there's a reason. A woman discovers the newly resurrected, partially formed body of her brother-in-law. Right. She starts killing for him to revitalize his body so that he can escape the demonic beings that are pursuing him after he escaped their sadistic underworld. That synopsis doesn't pay any justice to what this movie's about, but we'll get into what this Does movie's this about. Does mo- this movie know what it's about? Yes. I think this is a very well-designed movie really yeah if you think about it when it comes to the horror film genre yeah typically typically most horror films have one storyline it's one very like freddie is coming to kill you in your dreams because he needs your souls yep jason is coming to kill you because you're at crystal lake and you're making out and having gratuitous nudity mike myers is after his old babysitter slash sister because he's mad that they had to go to a mental institution wasn't this just frank needs bodies because he needs to get away from the centibite there's more than that you have a whole story about the Cenobites in the box. Yep. You have a whole story about Frank. You have a whole story about this horrific marriage <laughs> between Larry and what's her face? Julia. Thank you, Julia. Julia and, and, Julia. and you have a whole story about the daughter hating her. Like this is classic Disney. This is uh what's a Grimm's fairy tale, the evil stepmother. Like there's all these really cool woven stories. This feels like it was based on a novel. A Nightmare on Elm Street didn't feel like it was based on a novel. Can't you argue that uh Nancy's relationship with her mom and Nightmare on Elm Street is kind of it's it's hilarious, but think about it. It's so flat. They don't really give you a peek into it. It's it's more of a rest stop on your way to vacation. Well, at least they gave her personality. This mom is like no drops the hat in a second. She's you're nuts. You're nuts. You're totally wrong on this one. Okay. Her her acting when she's having the flashback. Mm. of Larry. Yeah. It's the, or not Frank. Larry, Frank, Frank, the tank. We got to remember he's Frank, the tank when she's having that flashback and you just see it in her face. And like, I, the, I don't know. It's great, but we'll, we'll talk about that. I want You want to talk about something, buddy? I'm, I'm all flustered. I'm all hot under the color. Does she do it for color, you? Collar, collar. Does Julia do it for you? Julia Gulia does it for me. Really? Yeah. I'm a weirdo. The redhead with the Karen such, haircut? Such pains and pleasure. <laughs> with the, like the 80s negligee? I get it. It's weird. I don't need you to sit here and point out why it's so weird. I understand. It's weird. Not everybody's in Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. I can't even say her name because you butcher it. 
the point is this movie is about more than that. The the real story it's here. Not. It, I will explain it. The real story here okay. is there's this box. Yep. It's, a, it's a puzzle box. Yep. And for those who are fortunate or unfortunate enough to find it, right, they can open up a world of pleasure and pain that you couldn't imagine. Yep. And and really the whole idea of sadomasochism and S and M it's woven into this BDSM. Like a lot, yeah. A lot of weird things that I'm sure you're into. I'm not, but there's a lot of that. that my safe word is pineapple. Your safe word is please stop. <laughs> no, my, my safe word are my tears. My tears are my safe words. I drink them. They're delicious. Oh, I got a, on my quote list. I have a really good one on tears from this movie. Hold on. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. So if you can find this box and open up a world of pleasure and pain, but there's a price that you have to pay. And that price is to these Cenobites, which are like demons or gods, depend angels or demons, depending on who you yes. ask. That's another quote. And they essentially torture the ever loving crap out of you and bring you to the highest highs and the lowest lows. But then you belong to them. But where are the highs? I don't get it. Well, it's all about what you're into. Some people like hook, <laughs> hooks in their back and being that's a real thing. Yeah, that's like true. They, they get those piercings that are along their back. And then they uh, what was the movie? With Jennifer Lopez. The Cell. Yeah, there was yeah. a whole bunch of... The Cell is like a classy version yeah. of Hellraiser. Fun fact, I've had 95 piercings. Yeah. Including my neck. Well, you're, and you're my, gross. And my chest. You're gross. You're super gross. <laughs> God. You're grosser to me than Hellraiser, just so you know. Really? No. Well, maybe. Close? A little bit. Okay. There's that one time. The way I chew gum. With the carpet cleaner. That's, but other than that, no. Uh, the way you chew gum makes me want to murder you. God. All right, back to the back to the box. Yep. What's in the box? So six-sided mirror box. The movie starts off. I'm not going to go through the whole movie yet, but the idea is when you open the box, you're beholden to the box. Yep. So that's what this movie is really about: is this guy, Lair, Frank, Frank the Tank. Yes. <laughs> Frank the Tank is beholden to the box, and then when his brother and his sister-in-law move into the house they used to live into, they learn by accident by a random cut of the hand that, that, <laughs> Frank, that Frank can be regenerated by the blood that hits the floor. And then this woman who- Why is that? By the way, okay, I'm definitely getting into the movie and I don't yeah. want to do that yet. Let's first talk about all of the cool things that you and I know about this movie. Okay. You as always can start first with all of your box office information, money, all the fun stuff, and then I will go to my fun stuff when you're done. Yep, it cost one million, like I said, and it looks like it because they they ran out of money at the end. By the way, Clyde Barker actually did the animation himself the, for the box uh, because they had ran out of money, which I I have to tell you, I kind of love that he was doing it himself. The, those movies that rely heavily on the creativity of the director because yeah. they've run out of money is where you get some really cool stuff. It doesn't always look cheap. Howard the Duck had a great budget max, <laughs> and that looked cheaper than Hellraiser. No. Absolutely. But I guess he, he said the last scene was animated by him and a Greek guy. He doesn't even know the guy's name. I love it. On a single weekend, and he said it was really good considering how much they drank. Love it. <laughs> really? Abs absolutely love it. Yes. Uh, okay. I think it's great. The Jesus Web stuff really does it for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that line, by the way, do you know it was supposed to be F U? That no. was the, Frank's line was supposed to be F U. Oh, okay. I did not and know. And the guy playing Larry. So suggested they say Jesus wept. What a difference that makes. Because yeah. it really makes the movie, there's this weird religiousness to this movie with all the like the kind of idolatry of like Jesus dolls and Mary stuff all around. No, not to mention that it's demons and devils. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like inadvertently makes it deep. I think the scariest films, I've always believed this, the scariest films are horror films that are tied to religious overtones. Yeah, Omen, Exorcist. Exorcist is, I think, the scariest movie ever made. Really? Yeah, and I think if you're willing to ignore when you Your watch it now, sucks jelly beans in hell. Sucks jelly beans. 
Is that is that from something or is that you? Because that's, that's amazing. That's, <laughs> well, I was like, make something quick. Tip of the hat. We find a lot of ways to avoid censoring, and you just found the best one jelly ever. Jelly beans are always Your funny. Mother sucks jelly beans. <laughs> that's gonna get I'm, mileage out of that, my friend. That will be how that's not on a Hallmark card by this Christmas. Shame on me. Who'd you give that to? My, I'd give it to your mom. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. That, that got real. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know if I like. My that. mom doesn't like jelly beans. <laughs> Max, there was a maggot and cockroach handler on set because in England, yep. you can't have male and female cockroaches together because they don't want an infestation. So they had to hire someone and keep, and keep the maggots and cockroaches in a cooler. And for the scenes they shot, make sure that all of the cockroaches were male. They did a good job with the bugs. It was gross. It was super gross. The guy eating the bugs? I hate cockroaches. Yeah. When I lived in Australia, cockroaches are the size of chihuahuas, and it yeah. is a, it's horrible. That's why I'll never go there, because yeah. I have that and hunter spicer. Oh, yeah. Spiders. No, the spicy spiders I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. They're all big. They are big. Yeah. Uh, speaking continue. Of mom, Sorry. Speaking of moms, uh, Clive Barker's mom cried tears of joy when she saw Clive's name on the opening credits, Yep. and Clive went over to her and whispered and said, that's the most joy you're going to have for the next two hours. <laughs> and then he leaned back in her ear and go... So much pain, so much pleasure. <laughs> Can you imagine watching this with your mom? No, I would never let my. I bet like, you wrote and I, I'd be like, Mom, I'm buying you a house. You never have to work again. Yeah. Don't ever watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the actress who played Julia had walked out 10 minutes into this movie and has never seen it. Yeah. Because she's not into horror at all. It's it's terrifying. It's a terrifying movie. <laughs> so um, the Cenobites were modeled after punk Catholicism. So they... Uh, it's like Kurgan from Highlander. Yeah. So um, Barker would go to S&M clubs in New York and Amsterdam, and that's where he derived his inspiration. Nice. I'd like to know what clubs he was going to, because this is horrifying, but the whatever. The same ones that uh, Pacino went to in Cruisin'. Have you seen Cruisin'? No. Well, he's undercover in the S&M uh, gay community. Oh, okay. And he gets like really into it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hey, teach their own. What are you going to do? It's a great movie. Paul Sorvino's the captain. You, Your inability to focus is staggering. Come huh? on now. <laughs> okay. Get back to Hellraiser. What okay. more facts? What do you got? Chatterer, you know, the guy who's like... Ah, 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 yeah, no and, lips. Yeah. And Butterball, the fat guy with yep. the Morpheus glasses. Might as well talk about all of them. You got Butterball with the Morpheus glasses. You got Chatter with no lips. You've got a woman who has female anatomy on her neck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't yeah. know a better way to say it. <laughs> Turkey neck. <laughs> you jelly bean eating son of a gun. <laughs> and Pinhead, who's the leader. Yeah. Oh, Pinhead. Yeah. So I guess Pinhead wasn't the leader in the books. Yeah. Chatterer and but Butterball was the leader and Chatterer had lines too, but because of their makeup, they couldn't say anything. So right. they had to give all the good lines to Pinhead and, and you know the Pinhead during Lady filming. Turkey Balls. <laughs> And Lady, like, Jesus, I can't talk. <laughs> Pinhead <laughs> decided to stay hidden from everyone during shooting. So he would, they like, people didn't even know. Doug Bradley. They didn't even know who Doug Bradley was when they did the rap party. They're like, who is this guy? Yeah, he tried to get in and they wouldn't let him in. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so one of the things that Clyde Barker did that, and this is why I like this movie so much, he made a point of casting real actors and real actresses. He didn't just go to Hollywood and find, you know, give me 10 beautiful blondes and let's put them in here and get them murdered or Johnny Depp when he could barely act. Like yeah. he, I, mean, I know you say they're no names, but these are people that had like legitimate acting chops. And I do think that comes through in the movie. Like we talked about in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, how flat all the acting was. And here it's it's nowhere like that at all, in my opinion, at least. I thought it was flat as all heck. <laughs> well, so... If they were such good actors, how come they couldn't get rid of their English accents? The, and they had to be dubbed over? Yeah. Because Frank and Frank had to be dubbed. The way that I read the story about that is that 
they weren't told to lose them. They shot the film and then they felt that the best way to get distribution mm. was to make it American. So it was a post decision, not that they couldn't have done it. And I think it's a terrible decision. I would have loved it with English accents because the English are scary. They're great at comedy and they're great. I mean, American werewolf in London. I love that. Even yeah. though it's American, but you know, there's some English people. I don't like too. English comedy. Like Monty Python doesn't do it for me. Nah, I know you, you need more slapstick. You're not, you're not that layered. Although the English is super flat slapstick. So flap, lap, <laughs> flap, jack, stab, slap. <laughs> uh what's a dj's favorite sauce i don't know Max. marinara <laughs> that's really good but uh, do you know lance henriksen was Max, offered, what go <laughs> lance henriksen in the vein that you were saying that real actors were offered these jobs lance henriksen was offered the role of frank Oh, no kidding. Yeah. All right. Well, that's He's cool. Bishop from Aliens. I know. Who, come on. Uh, for our come listeners. On, dude. He's not a commonly known person. Do you know that Pinhead was almost in Freddy versus Jason? No. That would have been amazing. Wait, what was he supposed to be? Pinhead. Oh, actual Pinhead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said Pinhead. What, no, he was the mailman. He was going to be the mailman. Well, I thought you meant the actor. Yeah. I said the actor. Okay. I said Pinhead. Sorry. Well, and also, do you know uh, Clive Barker was in talks with John Carpenter about a Halloween Hellraiser crossover? Oh. Could have done it, oh, right? That would have been so good. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, Doug Bradley almost said no, but he had to change of heart last minute to take the role. Well, he wanted to be the uh, lead uh, mover. Yeah. <laughs> Who, by the way, is way sexually aggressive. Yeah. I didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> good acting, though. I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> oh, His name is I Haver. know the guy. Yeah, good old, good old Haver. So the one thing I will give credit to this movie for Clive Barker said he wanted an intelligent, articulate villain like Christopher Lee's Dracula, and the studio wanted more like a wisecracking Freddy or a silent Jason or Michael Myers, but he stuck to his guns and kind of made a very unique and kind of very copied after this villain. So I was going to say, prior to this, what was like this? Not, I mean, okay, who's like, I mean, whenever like there was a serious devil on on screen, like Angel Heart with Robert De Niro. Yeah, but I, I, the one thing, so. Legend. Yeah, I guess. I the thing about Hellraiser that probably is But they're not horror. Yeah. Right. And, and and like I think that part of what's so terrifying about this is it's that It's the Hannibal Lecter kind of thing. Also, there's this is true when you talk about true horror. When you're talking about like Freddy Krueger, when you're talking about Jason, the, there's no redemption. These aren't characters that go through any nope. like sense of redemption. They just are They're a force they are. of nature. But in this movie, they're so bad and awful and devilish and, and gross. And, and gross that it's almost it's almost inconceivable. They're pure evil. I never watched Freddy Krueger and felt like pure evil. I felt like he's funny. And the, almost to a certain degree. Really? Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I, I found those movies funny. Like yeah. they have good scare moments, but I don't know, man. I don't know. When, when I they, mean, come on. He just killed 20 kids. I mean, yeah. what, what's wrong with that? You know? <laughs> when they take themselves seriously and it doesn't seem hokey, that puts it on another level. It's like the hyper insanity intelligence thing. Yeah. What other facts, nuggets do you have before we jump into the movie itself? Uh, six hours to create pinhead and makeup. And, every uh, day? Every day, six hours? Yeah. And Doug Bradley became so adept at doing it, he actually got a credit as an assistant makeup uh, person. Did you say what it earned? You said it cost a million. You know yeah, what it earned, right? It made 14.5. I thought 20. Oh, really? Uh, budget was a million. It earned about 20. That's what I've got, but I could be wrong. Either way. Maybe mine was uh, international as well. Yeah, mine said U.S. and Canada. All right. So there, there you go. go. Yeah, there, there you go. But Clyde Barker really never did anything after this outside of the Hellraisers. What do you think? What do you think happened? <sighs> I don't know. Got to, <laughs> maybe, maybe to kind of do, the, do the pleasures and pains of life? I Yes. I do, by the way, have one more ridiculous... Uh, <laughs> 
We do have one more ridiculous fact. For the video release, the film had one of the most unusual pieces. I'm reading right off of IMDb because this is wild. The film had one of the most unusual pieces of bonus material that has ever been offered. A home shopping network show where merchandise from the movie could be purchased. What? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Like, it's on the video? The show was hosted by a giddy old lady claiming to be a hardcore fan of the movie. So you could call a number? I don't even know. Isn't this just a weird thing to even offer or have? It was a home shopping network like pins and knives and hooks. and At the and, end of the video that you bought? I guess so. Okay. It's a little bit weird. A little campy. A little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. All I mean, right. this movie's insane. Oh, you know, here's something I found uh, <laughs> yeah. about, the, about the one with the turkey gobble on her yeah. neck. <laughs> the female Cenobite was inspired by scarification of body piercing in a National Geographic article. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I almost got scar uh, tattoos. Yeah, of course. You but did. they can like they can bubble up and look weird. Yeah, It's gross, but you do gross stuff. So that's you. I had, I'm so judgmental of you. I had three Everything metal bars in my neck. I know, Max. Yeah. I know. Remember that girl Dana I dated who had all the piercings and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. She's a zombie makeup artist now. Moving along. What? Ready to talk about the movie? Yeah. Okay. Before we go through the movie and the the pains and pleasures that it brings me, let's go. What was your oh? What was your overall takeaway from the movie? So I might have defused this a little too much because I was a scaredy cat. So I read the entire plot like four times. I like read. You should never do that. Okay. You should always watch the movie first, but that's fine. And then I watched it on an iPad in bright daylight. At 10 a.m. God, you're a coward. While I was like doing errands. And I watched it again afterwards. But maybe I think I'm desensitized to violence a little bit because of, uh, I don't know. Like I can give you a bunch of reasons. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, I didn't care about the characters that much. I didn't, I thought they were just, no one's nice in the movie really. Even like Christy doesn't really have a personality. And I wanted to know more about the Cenobites. And I was curious like what their world was like. And I got no, I mean, maybe that's kind of the appeal of the movie you're like what is this world i'm kind of curious i love movies that don't feel like they have to spend a lot of time giving you explanations yeah yeah i, I like my hand held a little bit a little exposition i so for me this is one of my favorite horror films of all time really yeah it really is and it's funny the take that you have on it because what i take away from seeing this movie yeah i really love that there's a story and like you can see in the acting between the husband and wife, mm. how bad their marriage is. And even little things like in the flashback when she's having an affair with his brother yeah. and that he lays her down on top of her wedding dress the day before or the day of her wedding. I think this is stuff like that is so dripping with drama. I mean, you can see the the emotional indifference of this woman. Mm. So it's not that big of a leap that she went from that emotional indifference. Let, let me think of it this way. The box is what Frank needed. To get his rocks off. He was a sick puppy and he pushed the limits of pain and pleasure. Went too far. And for her, she's Frank, except her box was Frank. So meeting, so meeting Frank, that's why she was willing to do anything for Frank. Just like Frank was willing to do anything for the box. Yeah. So I think I was expecting something so gross and so awful. Like I thought like teeth were going to get pulled out. Max, it's pretty gross and awful. You think so? I mean, you know, you know, I feel about rats. So that's part of my reason why this is such a terrifying movie to me. So like what parts really creeped you out? Cause like, Putting the, putting the face together. I mean, well, let's, you know, I wanted, I wanted to get your overall take on it, but I guess maybe we just go through the movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of giggled throughout. Well, you're, you're a weirdo. I guess you hyped it up so badly. You know I mean? You were just like the ultimate hype man. I am. I, I ride hard for Hellraiser. Yeah. Uh, I am going to make you watch Hellraiser 2 before we watch the Hulu ones. No. So the movie starts off 
It, it really scared me then. The movie starts off and it feels like the beginning of Stargate Indiana or, or the beginning of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like they're in some like uh, you know, open air market in, in like in India North Africa, or North Africa, Africa or somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And there's uh, of course What's your the, pleasure, sir. Yeah. There's. <laughs> The, the box peddler. Yeah. You'd be a great box peddler. Mo, what, what can I, you are a box peddler. Being a bartender in Ann Arbor yeah. at a bar that keeps score is yeah. basically, you, you're a Cenobite. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Can I be the fat one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's a, we'll get to the scene. Sorry. I got a little excited <laughs> for a second. So Frank gets a hold of the box. He does. And How much does he give him? I don't know. Looks stacks like, of fifties. Yeah, it looks like five thousand, ten thousand bucks. Sure. Yeah, it's a lot of money to have your flesh ripped clean from your body. But <laughs> so you know. I wonder if the box. I mean, maybe they answer this in further movies. Like you said, they don't answer many questions. Is the box known in the human race? Like, do people know what this is? And like, he was sought after it, or did he run into it? I think just he did. So I think mm-hmm. it's one of those things where remember before we were joking about like this is what people dress like at you know, S and M bars in New York. Yeah. To me, that's a world I know nothing about, but apparently you've been to a bunch of them. So it's not that shocking <laughs> to you. So I think in general, if you're in that market of like pain and pleasure and, yeah. and blurring the line between, <laughs> then you probably know about the box. Yeah. Otherwise, no, I, I don't think that Larry knew about the box. I don't think that your average. Oh Joe no, I was saying like, is Frank part of a community that knew a lot about sure. it? Sure. Yeah. There's a little chat room. There's a whole Reddit thing. It's 87. Come on. Yeah. Let's see. So he gets a hold of the box. <laughs> he sounded so upset. You know, he rubs the genie out of the lamp and Robin Williams is like, somebody stop me. I'm mixing up Max and everything right now. So as he does this, essentially, <laughs> <laughs> We're introduced. You're in Jim Carrey mode. I am in Jim Carrey mode. Alrighty then. Gonna take you to hell. <laughs> that noise. I could listen to you all the time. The the no lips teeth biter. Is that Fireman Fred? Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> okay. Cenobites. Cenobites. So, so he opens the box and he is introduced real quickly in the film you're introduced to the fish hooks on chains that rip into your flesh and pull you into all these different pieces yep there's a big two by four that's like a trophy case that holds different body parts and yeah, it's ro- like rotates spinning. it around yeah. yeah it's like a vertical spigot or like one of those sunglass holders at the mall at the sunglass hut yeah 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 that's right but for body parts <laughs> it's a really good explanation <laughs> of what it is i it's thought really that that's, yeah, yeah. that's great that's <laughs> great the sunglass hut. I was like, <laughs> welcome to the sunglass hut. What are your pleasures and pains? Would you like some fresh intestine? <laughs> Save your tears. These are great shades. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, anyways, after that happens, you're. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you're initially introduced right away to Larry, who is a degenerate. Excuse me. No, he's Fred, not. To Fred, I've been calling him Fred to Frank. No, you haven't. He's you Frank, said, Frank the Tank. You've been saying Frank the whole time. Sean Chapman is Frank the Tank. He's yeah. the one who gets the box and is ripped to pieces. And Good looking guy before yeah. he got ripped apart. You're then immediately introduced to his brother, who's Larry, played by Andrew Robinson, and Larry's wife, Julia, who's played by Claire Higgins. They show up at the family home yep. of Larry and Frank. So you get the impression that maybe their mom had just died or the just like inherited yeah. the house. Yeah. So it's his childhood home. Um, and you, you immediately see this like cold, awful relationship. Julia is from England and there's a conversation between her and, and Larry where Larry's like, I think we can make this work. We can save the marriage. You're back home. I've got a great job. And she's like, I don't know. We'll have to see. I miss your brother. 
She doesn't say that, yeah. but uh, her eyes say her it. eyes say it. So they're walking around, they're looking at different things, maggots, and, and oh, the, the kitchen with the maggots and the cockroaches. So there's some food that was left in there. So essentially, as they look through all these rooms, they find kind of a little uh, adult lair with a bed and some weird religious some, stuff. Yeah. Too. So um, when they see that, Larry immediately knows that Frank has been there. Yep. When Larry says Frank's been here, Julia for the first time in the movie lights up like a Christmas tree. She's like, oh. Oh, Frank, Frank, you say? So Larry goes downstairs and Julia is going through some pictures. And basically before Snapchat and before sexting, there's just these Polaroids of Frank with different women wearing exotic masks. And you can tell Frank was into the weird, which is cool. I got nothing against that. Yeah, there's some like tribal masks and stuff. She finds one picture and she tears the picture in half. Uh, Was it her? I think so. I thought she just tore the picture of the woman so that she could just see Frank. Oh, I could be wrong. Could be her. I think it was her. I don't think it was. Well, whatever. Bottom line, she gets the picture and then she goes into flashback mode. Yes, she does. In flashback mode. It's like a bad soap. The the door opens to a house in flashback mode and Frank is outside and he's soaking wet in the rain. And he's like, can I come in? Yeah. And and she's like, who are you? And he's like. I got a large sausage pizza, buddy. (laughs) It's burning a hole in my pants. Jesus Christ, Max. (laughs) So Frank, to fix your pipes. can you stop, please? <laughs> For God, you're so special. So, so Julia, Frank, I'm stuck. So Julia, Julia gets stuck in the in the dryer. <laughs> can you stop, please? God. I'm your long lost stepsister. Come on, baby, bro. <laughs> Max. All right. <laughs> Julia lets Frank in. And there is this weird tension, like she's smiling, but he's being a total prick. And they're way too close to each other. Way too close to each other. So then from there, you cut to real time. They get out of the flashback. Larry's on the phone with his daughter, who just moved to England as well. His daughter is Christy, played by Ashley Lawrence. Christy is doing it on her own. She just moved out there. She got her own place. But you can tell like Larry wants her to come stay with them. Yeah. But she hates a grim fairy tale, (laughs) you know, evil stepmom business. Back to the flashback. Things are heating up between, yes, they are. between, <laughs> between Julia and Frank. I got the, the, the intensity between the two of them is fantastic. Yeah. They do feel like they're like meant for each other yeah. physically. Yeah. yeah so there's a lot of like hard, hard hand gripping, like rubbing finger on lip. Like it's, it's intense. Yeah. And she just needs him and he is just an animal. She's just two animals. Yeah. She's addicted to him. And he, uh, and he's addicted to like and, the act. Yeah. And she's like, what are we going to do about Larry? And he takes out a switchblade and he's like, this is what we're going to do to Larry. But then he uses the switchblade to cut the strap on her nightgown, which falls off, which is all this is so over the top, but I haven't, I love it. And then while she's having all these memories in this room, it'll cut back to her in real time occasionally. And she's like getting excited. If you know what I mean? A little hot and bothered, a little hot and bothered. So while all this is going on, Larry is downstairs with two workmen that they hired to help move stuff. Movers. Yeah. Two movers. <laughs> and the three of them have this giant mattress. That they can't get up the stairs. It's just like friends like pivot. <laughs> and she's back to her fantasy. He lays her down on the bed on top of her wedding dress. I mean, this is like their wedding day, I would assume. And then he just, uh, you know, he does the deed. And while he's doing the deed, it cuts back to real time while Larry's moving this sofa and he cuts his hand on a nail. Really badly. Big big cut. So he comes upstairs. (laughs) Like such a wuss. Like such a wuss. He comes upstairs. (sighs) Oh, I'm 
have my hand. <laughs> you have a lot of nerve calling anyone a wuss. You'd be the same way. He comes upstairs. I cut myself badly. He comes Don't you remember that I almost lost my finger? No, but I, I've had a couple bad cuts too. Yeah. yeah. I was in the hospital for four days. You're fine. Get over it. So he comes upstairs, he comes upstairs with his gushing blood hand, walks into the room that she's in having these fantasies about her brother. Yep. His brother. Yep. Sorry. And when he walks in there, blood slowly drops from his hand and hits the floor. And it's that blood that gets soaked into the floor where Frank the Tank's remains are, and Frank begins to regenerate. Why is that? Do you know? Or? I don't, uh. but it's very, uh, it's very thing, the thing. I thought it was Evil Daddy. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty grotesque, and like the, I loved the effects of that. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's claymation-y, cool. right? Yeah. yeah. So the blood helps regenerate Frank, who's been ripped to pieces by the Cenobites because yeah. he wanted the pleasures and the pain. So like 50% Frank. So she she later comes back into the room and he is ge- regenerated enough that he's basically muscle and tissue and like like half a body. Yeah. And when it's like she, Superman ripped his skin off, she walks in the room. And he's wet. He grabs her and she's terrified and, and he's like, don't talk. And finally she realizes it's Frank. Yep. And this is the sickness that I like that she is so infatuated and addicted to Frank. She's willing to overlook the fact that he looks worse than Freddy Krueger at prom. Like it's awful. Like he's dripping and moist and foul. And she's just like, what do I need to do to bring you back, Frank? So Trish comes back like that. No. You're just calling the cops. hundred percent. Flame no, I'm not calling the Yeah, I'm getting my shotgun from underneath <laughs> my bed and like putting at least 10 shells in her and then I'm running out of the house. You have a shotgun? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, all types of weapons. Sawed off? Yeah. No, that's against the law to have a sawed off shotgun. No, 410? No, I don't. Just, why are we talking about my guns? I don't know. All right. Because you're not talking about these guns. Oh, uh, yeah, that's gun show. No I one la- can see this. Here's the pro- <laughs> I laughed too hard at some of your earlier jokes, and now you feel empowered to do your standard bad jokes. Da, 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 da. Max Sanders, ladies and gentlemen. So Frank is strong arming Julia. Doesn't have to strong arm that much. I need more blood. <laughs> Code of blood. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. So this is, for me, this again is a great storyline. She goes out and like seduces men at bars yep. and, and brings them home. During lunchtime. And, yeah, like, <laughs> and like afternoon delight. <laughs> Pew! And Sky rockets in flight. a girl. Afternoon delight. <laughs> afternoon delight. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been, when it's right, it's right. Wait until the middle of a cold, dark night. When, when no, oh. yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> when, when, I'm keeping yeah, that. it's great. Are you ready? Can you handle this? How does it go? When everything's a little clear in the light of day, and we know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Thinking of you oh, is working up an appetite. <laughs> That's enough. No, we're done. We're good. You did a great job. <laughs> when? When? <laughs> well, a laugh. Well, laugh. <laughs> dance, magic dance. <laughs> and that, my friends, is buzzing the tower in a nutshell. No, 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 baby. This is buzzing the tower in a nutshell. How did I get in this giant nutshell? This is ridiculous. Oh, God bless America, Mags. Are okay. we talking about Hellraiser still? Yeah. So Larry's blood has made Frank alive. Julia's bringing back 
uh, suitors so that Frank can suck their she's, blood out. She's grabbing lot lizards and she's just pulling them in there. And she's like, let's dance. <laughs> the hammer wanna, to that. Listen, it's, like so, it's so violent and just, it's so visceral. Does Frank so, use his finger to suck them yeah, out? Well, in you the don't see that until later. Yeah, but, but the first couple, it, yes, he can. That is a technique. Got it. He has multiple techniques. You're so really she, into this movie. She, I know. She brings him into the room. She gets them to take their pants off. What a humiliating... She didn't need to do that. She could have just killed them with her pants on. That's so humiliating. <laughs> these guys have these like loose-fitting whitey tighties. It's so English. Oh, good day, Gap. Now I'm going to put a hammer to the head. I don't even know if that's Cockney or English, whatever. So the Semantics. So they're killing I know, them. right? We could be in Australia. Good day, mate. Put a hammer to the head, eh? So she hammers these people in the head. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> Frank the Tank is sucking up the blood and regenerating. Yes. And she's in the bathroom, like washing blood off her face, trying to not get caught by her husband or by his daughter. Yeah, she's not doing a great job. The daughter, while this is going on, is having like these weird dreams and visions. There's a whole other part of this movie that I don't understand. I should have probably looked it up. Whereas there's some wild homeless dude who like goes into a pet shop and eats crickets. And Well, he's at the end of the movie. I know. He turns into like a demon and takes the box away. What yeah. is his role in this? Did I you mean, look that up? I didn't look it up. I'm guessing it's part of the underworld that like the box always goes back to the Cenobites. So, like, is that the, where the Dark Overlord is from? <laughs> so it's like someone's always watching. You know what I mean? Somebody's watching you. Yes. That. that. When... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... After murdering a couple people, Frank is coming more and more back to life. Yep. And then, then it gets like very, very like sexual with them, but he still is just all, moist. Yeah, he's very moist. It's <laughs> kind of gross to look at him. Yeah. Like, there's no way, skin. It's all muscle and tissue. The number one and two things they use for special effects. Uh, Corn pre- syrup? Uh, no. Uh, lube. Ah. And mm-hmm. condoms. Ah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So. Party time. Excellent. <laughs> So I guess the uh, special Schwing. effects the special effects guys are really embarrassed when they had to go to the store a bunch. Good story. Thank you. So the entire movie from this point forward is just her Jeffrey Dahmering a bunch of people and feeding them to Frank the Tank. Well, the psych ward stuff kind of is an interesting subplot part, right? Well, it leads into Hellraiser 2, which you haven't seen yet. Okay. That, that's an important part of it. So That's a psych ward, right? Yeah, I think I believe so. So anyways, she, the daughter, Christy, busts her stepmom murdering the last victim yeah his body comes out and like grabs her yeah and frank gets super weird like house of dragons i'm your uncle come here little girl like it's it's terrifying it's really bad it's gross and she runs off and she's obviously seen enough to well she's smart with the box she realizes frank needs the box yep like she wants to use as a weapon she throws it out of the window goes out of the house because she knows frank can't leave you got that was a good move that was a good move yeah and then she wakes up in a psych ward yeah, she passes out when she kind of opens the box half, yeah. right? But she knows that she's got to help her dad, who unfortunately she can't help because the last final move made by Larry is to murder <laughs> Frank. God bless America. <laughs> so Frank takes Larry's skin. Frank pulls a Hannibal Lecter, removes yep. Larry's skin, and puts it on himself. Did and he suck the body dry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because remember he introduces the daughter. He's like, oh, there's your dad. And yeah, he's yeah. just like bone dry. Yeah. Ribs. Yeah. How do you like your ribs? <laughs> so she comes back to save her dad. She, she doesn't realize that Frank has become her dad. Yeah, but in the psych ward, she opens up the portal to the world. How could I forget that? That's a cool part. That's a really cool part. So she is introduced to the Cenobites. The most terrifying part of that. The engineer one? The first Cenobite. Yeah. What is the one that's like a scorpion upside down? It's called the engineer. The engineer. That's terrifying. Yeah. Do you know what it made me think of immediately? Do you remember Uh, how you were talking about the other day in Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street when Freddy puts his arms all the way out and you're you're like, don't you ever do that in the movie theater? And then I'm watching them run through the hallway and I'm like, it looks like he's putting his arms all the way out. I was like, oh, that's Max putting his hands in the movie theater. (laughs) 
So that horrifying upside down scorpion monster with chases no eyes. her with no eyes. Wait, it's no, it's got eyes. It's eyes. on the bottom. Eyes, yeah. it's, it's, it's like low, though. Yeah, it's got private eyes. <laughs> and they're, they're watching, watching you. you. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Thank you. Thank you. Tip well, she, she's a man eater, so yeah. you got to look out. <laughs> She makes my dreams come true. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, she's a rich girl. <laughs> she's a man eater. I did man eater. Damn it. I just did man eater. I was trying to think. Come on. Sorry. But really scary. She meets the Cenobites. She meets. Uh, when she first meets the Cenobites, the first one, it's the most aggressive power play. He goes three fingers into her mouth and grips her jaw. Yep. That's really aggressive. That's Ta- If I ever get in a fight again, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I met my girlfriend. That's at one of those S&M clubs in New York or Amsterdam. Yeah. So she's terrified. They are, they're giving her, you know, they got their pitch, their elevator pitch. Like, oh, Pleasure no, you open pain. the box. We're going to introduce you to such wonderful pleasures and pains. So if you open the box, are you, is it like a contract already? Like you're already in? Uh, I guess so. It seems like it. It's kind of like once you open the box. Yeah. You know, don't, you don't want to open that box. <laughs> note note to self, don't open that box. As they're going through all do you know what? It's just full you know, Kevin's you know, face. You know what I just realized? What? You know I just realized? <laughs> we're going to take a break. Okay. We're, we're going to take a commercial break right now because I need to collect myself. So let's have a word from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dobie Real Estate. You can find them at wearedobie.com. After Larry inherited that house, he should have immediately put it up for sale. Yeah, when he, when he walked in there and the smell and and everything about it, I know it was his childhood home, but it's just not worth it. And and moving to England to save your marriage, that doesn't sound like it's something that makes a lot of sense either. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'd buy two tickets. Doby Real Estate is the best place to go if you're buying a home or selling a home. Hellraiser aside, where you live is important, especially if you've opened a portal to the dark side. <laughs> dark overlord. The, the dark overlord. <laughs> Doby Real Estate is going to be there. Simon and his team are ready with the best agents, the best marketing, the best legal, everything you need to make sure that your experience is perfect, they have. So reach out to Doby Real Estate. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you. And get ready for an awesome experience. Four hundred million in sales in twenty twenty one. A thousand homes sold. They are the premier real estate group. Give them a ring. And we're back. Yeah, you're right. I'm okay. I think I'm okay. You, you seem like Hellraiser gets me this way. Hellraiser and Adventures in Babysitting, man. I'm telling you, you watch them back think, to back. They get me. It's like a peanut butter and oh ketchup boy, sandwich. It is delicious <laughs> peanut butter ketchup. I'm just saying they don't go together. Peanut butter ketchup and centipedes. <laughs> delicious centipedes. I mean, okay. Max, come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> so, anyways, she meets all of them, and then before she's murdered, she asks the question: Have others done this? To which they say, "We've been doing this forever." And the darkness <laughs> is where we're the strongest. Pains in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Bane. Wouldn't that be amazing if it was like like the pinhead, the fat blob, the woman, and, and then Bane. Good work. Oh, I see you enjoy the darkness. <laughs> Does Bane ever make everything better for Bane you? Makes, that is, if I'm ever having a rough day, just to remind me that Bane makes everything better. I was born in the box. You should be Bane for Halloween this year. I should. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Gee, have you ever seen Bat Dad? It's really yeah, funny. I have. Yeah. I should do Bane Dad. Yeah. Do I it. Could, I could make that a thing. Be really, your great. kids would be really It'd freaked be so out. creeped out. Yeah. Why haven't you done your homework? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to become Bane Dad. I like it. I'm it, doing this. It's a little for crab sure. mask. It's yeah. a little weird. <laughs> like a little crab max. Yes. All right, Max. Yep. Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> Hellraiser. She's talking to the Cenobites. They want her soul, and she is and she willing to make a trade. She's well, she like, kind of realizes that she's like Frank 
Porter? What's his last name? I think so. No, it's not Porter. Why do you say I think so? Garbanzo. Yeah. (laughs) Frank Garbanzo. (laughs) I don't care what his last name is. Frank. It's not Garbanzo. (laughs) You've been calling him Larry the whole time. I have been calling him Larry the whole time. So she says that Frank is alive, to which they're all like, no way. And she's like, way. And they're like, no way. They're like, way. So she offers she offers she offers to lead them to Frank if if they let her go. And they're like, they're like, we'll see. They don't even give her a hard yes. They're like, we'll see after we find him. Yeah. So she goes back to the house. When she gets back to the house, this is where she first thinks it's her dad, Larry. And she's like, dad, I got to tell you something. This evil stepmom, Julia, is murdering people. There's monsters. Frank's alive. Even though Larry's head is covered in blood. Yeah. And he's like, Pulling his skin to like adjust it. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Men in Black. Yeah. When sugar. Like, sugar is good. <laughs> and I got my face is all sticky. <laughs> Eventually, she figures out that like that is not her father. Yep. She scratches him and skin falls off loosely from really his face. Easily. And we're back to the greasy gross dude. Yep. While she's being chased and they're trying to murder her. <laughs> and then Frank's like, oops, I sucked your soul, Julia. Well, My she goes, because Frank lunges, has the same switchblade that he made love to her with when he cut her blouse off. Goes to stab the daughter. Daughter moves yeah. and stabs Julia Gulia right in the stomach. And, right he's, in the and then he's like, time to suck you yeah. Right. Doesn't even hesitate. <laughs> nothing like, personal. Not, nothing personal. I just need your blood. <laughs> so then she opens the box. The Cenobites come and they they give the old hook treatment to our buddy Frank ripping his flesh apart and torturing him. The Jesus web thing always sticks with me. Yeah. She then tries to escape. And while she's escaping, she is closing parts of the box. And while she closes each part of the box, that makes a Cenobite disappear until all the Cenobites are gone. She walks out of the house. The house is on fire. She throws the box into a fire. The crazy homeless guy that ate crickets at the pet store shows up. Steps into the fire, burns up, turns into a flying devil. Looks just like the flying demon from uh, Con- Sodom Numsi. <laughs> Sodom, what? Caddyshack uh, 2? No, Caddyshack Caddyshack 2. Well, you said the golden Numsi. child. Oh, yeah, I want the knife. Yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. what's, it's, it's not Sodom. Oh, hold on. Saddam Hussein. <laughs> from Caddyshack 2. You said Nuncio. From, from Caddyshack 2. From Nuncio. <laughs> Funza Nuns? Yeah. What's his. <laughs> You mean Frank Hartunian, yeah. not Nunzio. Funz and Nunes. A Funz and Nunes. That's fair. Yeah. Constantine. It kind of looks like a Constantine monster. Sardo Numspa. <laughs> what is that? I, that's that's his name. From what movie? From The Golden Child. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Remember Sardo right. Numspa? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, he's like, oh, brother Numsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, do you know who that actor is? It's uh, Tyrion's Lan- dad. Lannister. Yes. yes. He's also the last action hero. He's the bad guy. He is the bad guy with yeah. the glass eyeball. Yeah, he's really yeah. good in that. He is really good. He's really great. I love The Golden Child. Not very loved by many people, but I happen to love it. It's, no, I think it's a cult classic at this point. I, 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 I want the knife. I want blood oatmeal. Yeah. Oh, gross. Gross, <laughs> gross, gross. All right. So, goes outside. Noomspa, Noomspi shows up, turns into a devil, grabs the box, disappeared, movie over, Max. Well, no, not over. Uh, then you see the same dealer. Ah, yeah. Is it the same dealer? It is. I don't think it is. Oh, I read there was the same dealer. Let me take a look. Yeah. I just double checked and you are correct. And he, a new guy sits down at the table and the guy looks at him and says, what is your pleasure, sir? It's always good when a horror movie ends with like nothing's changed. Yeah. It's going to go right back to I it. would love it when people come to the bar and you're bartending if you just looked at them and instead of saying can I take your order you said what is your pleasure sir <laughs> well then I think I don't think many people are going to come back I think will my other bartender friend literally every time someone comes up goes welcome to Rick's <laughs> it's really funny I think what is your pleasure sir is better I'll do it once Max we just talked about Hellraiser yeah 
I made it through. You did. Yeah. Well, it didn't even phase you, which is kind of a bummer. And the with, new one's going the to. The new one I hope will freak you out. With the conclusion of our recap of Hellraiser, that rolls us right into the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Sven from Belgium. How cool is that? I have said this before. I'll say it a thousand times. I have a sweet spot for our international listeners. I think it is the coolest thing in the world that you and I, two schlubs from Michigan, (laughs) can have anybody in other countries that's listening to what we do and is into what we do is the most flattering thing in the world to me. Yeah, I'm honored. That's my pleasure. (laughs) It's my pain. And he gives us pleasure with his synth stuff. Yeah, he, he's, he's, a, he's a great musician. So I was just about to say that. Check out Sven Hazerdrive. H-A-E-Z-R-D-R-I-V-E. Check him out on Instagram. Check him out on what else? All his links are right there for Spotify. On Instagram? Yeah, yeah, Okay, He's got a link tree. So again, H-A-E-Z-R-D-R-I-V-E. Give Sven all the love you can. I am very curious. Did we just ask him what his thoughts on Hellraiser were? Yeah. Oh, man, that's exciting. (laughs) Well, let's see if he uh, liked it as much as you did. Hey, Max and Mo. My name's Sven. I'm from Belgium. I'm a lecturer and researcher by day, but by night I go by the name of Hazer Drive and make 80s and video game-inspired music. I managed to get onto this spotlight by promising Max I'd do a Buzz in the Tower theme song, but he was foolish enough to invite me on before I delivered the goods. Now, I'm an 80s kid myself, big fan of the show, we love the 80s here at home. Uh, Even though our mother tongue is Dutch, my wife and I often quote 80s movies in our daily lives, uh, the most common ones being I don't know, Margot, and so do washing machines. Yes, as you can see, we're pretty big Christmas vacation fans. Anyway, Hellraiser, not my favorite 80s horror movie. I'm more of a Critters, Kruger, and Tremors guy myself. I need a good laugh between each horrible kill. Uh, Hellraiser, it makes me feel uneasy. I find the characters very unlikable, which I guess is the point. It's it's not a happy family. Um, but it's when the Cenobites show up that the uneasy feeling goes away, which I find a little bit weird. My favorite part in the movie uh, must be when Pinhead says to Kirsty, No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'll think I'll use that next time our eight-year-old has an episode. Apart from the obvious references in many movies and series, for example, Penhead uh, in Rick and Morty, I wonder if the following examples were inspired by Hellraiser. Uh, We have the Woodsman in 2017's Twin Peaks, a weird homeless character where I think Lynch is taking inspiration from the Eremite in Hellraiser. And Cenobites, I guess they could definitely walk among the villagers in Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, and they wouldn't really stand out, right? Anyway, there's a 62-page mastered thesis on the movie and book uh, by a certain Livy Gesslink, who does an extremely deep analysis. It's worth to read, I think. Um, did you know, for example, that Clive Barker's grandfather was a ship's cook, brought him back a lot of souvenirs from his travels, uh, among them a Chinese puzzle box? Uh, also, something I did not know is that the word Cenobite means a member of a religious group living together in a monastic community. Now, I went to a Catholic school uh, run by monks, and I have a lot of questions now. They do say that Belgian Cenobites make good beer, just so you know. Also, from a musician's point of view, I thought it was interesting to learn that Chatterer's teeth clap at around 250 beats per minute. And that brings me to the composer, Christopher Young uh, from New Jersey. Uh, He also did the music from a lot of horror movies, but also Drag Me to Hell, which in my opinion is one of the best non-80s horror movies. 
Anyway, to wrap things up, I'd like to say I'm always rooting for the underdog, in this case, Max. Uh, he also has the best laugh on any podcast, period. However, Mo, you should know that Max did not recognize the iconic psychic from Poltergeist, played by Zelda Rubenstein, which, in my opinion, was a very good adversary for your Freddy Krueger a few episodes ago. Thanks for having me, guys. Keep on making my commute an awesome one with your podcast. And oh, don't forget to do one on weird science. Just when you thought you couldn't get the perfect spotlight. Seriously. So it had all the elements of what a perfect spotlight is. Number one, he absolutely showed us up on his knowledge. Yeah. Right? Dropped some amazing info facts. All over the place too. Number two, paid you a compliment, which typically is on my list of reasons to eject him, but then immediately turned <laughs> around and showed something you screwed up on Instagram. <laughs> so Sven, great call. I love that he went through the movie that have had or shows that have had influence of it. Yeah. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a great call because all of, have you seen The Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh yeah. So all of like the stitched up characters, you wouldn't be able to tell if they were Cenobites or not. Uh, Rick and Morty, I mean, there's been a lot. Of, oh yeah, yeah. Ton of them. What recently did we just watch? Oh, uh, the new show with um, DeVito as the voice. Oh, Little uh, Demon. Little Demon. Yeah. I mean, he, they that, are that whole episode, yeah. they are Cenobites. So, and then that thesis, I would totally read that. That yeah. would be very cool. So Sven, um, can we, can we send him a little extra gift? How about some pins? Yeah. Do you have pins? Well, we'll send them to him. Send him some pins. You get a, you're getting winged because yeah. of how great of a job you did. Thank you so much for your feedback. And the fact that he's going to tell his daughter. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> the Don't tears. waste your tears. I love that. That's brilliant. I'm going to use that on my, I'm going to use that on Max actually more than anyone. The only thing I really disagreed with is your laugh. Uh, I can't stand your laugh. It, it makes me, it hurts my ears. When I'm happy, you're sad. That's so true. Cause I'm laughing at you. That's also true, which is rare because <laughs> I'm brilliant. Uh, one last time, check out our friend Sven at Hazer Drive, H-A-E-Z-R-D-R-I-V-E. For amazing music, amazing stuff. I can't wait to hear what our theme song is. I didn't know he was going to make us a theme song. That's yeah, awesome. right? Yeah. But it's, you know what it's, it's going to be? When? <laughs> no. It's going to be all synthy. No, it's going to be afternoon Cyberpunk. delight. Boom. Afternoon delight. Boom. Max, that is the conclusion of this episode where we talked about nothing but Hellraiser. An excellent job. Next week, we more dive Hellraiser. into more Hellraiser. We're going to talk about the Hulu show that just came out. Uh, as a reminder, please. Are you sure it's a show and not a movie? I think it's a yeah, movie. Yeah, whatever it is. Next week, we'll take care of it. Follow us at Buzz in the Tower on social media. Subscribe, like, review. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Show us some love. This isn't an easy job. Max makes a lot of sacrifices. I mean, he's he ends his naps short. Um, sometimes he has to wake up early even. This is a big deal, I think, right? It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard a hard, hard life for Max. Uh, for me, you know, it's a cakewalk. I'm just, I'm a doer. But Max is not a doer, so it's harder for him. I don't have anything else to add. Uh, I would love to know how you're going to end this episode, Max. Max wept. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. That's really good. I know exactly how I'm out in the show. I've been sitting on this one all day. Yeah. The box. You opened it. We came. Now you must come with us. Taste our pleasures. <laughs> See you next week for more Hellraiser, Max. Yeah, goodbye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.